I've never earned more respect for the people who do Wikipedia pages than I did trying to set up the JWF Wikipedia page. Because I was like, Jesus Christ, I gotta do this for every fucking person. And I forgot how many characters we had. I was sitting up just like, oh, it's fine. We've only got like five dudes. Oh, no, there's five billion. You do know that the joy of having a wiki page for anything is the fact that the creators don't usually make the wiki pages. What? Well, guess what? That would leave it in the hands of Ghazi, and I'm not fucking trusting that <laughs> asshole with anything. <laughs> I want to see... Ghazi, you need to edit some of that fucking Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> Well, welcome to Fight Boys, the show about professional and not-so-professional wrestling. I am your host, the Scotty Experience. No, no, yours would actually be the Herald Experience, because it's a bad name. It's a bad name for a bad, bad person. Yep. Which which means that joining me is the Aaron Experience. (laughs) Hey, it's Aaron Carter here. (laughs) I'm... I'm 25 years old, probably. It's Aaron's party. Come get it on the Fight Boys show. I, unlike the big show, beat Shaq. <laughs> ooh. Ooh. Deep cuts. Deep cuts. I'm convinced... I'm convinced that, uh... That if uh, the Forgotten Sons ever made it up to the, uh... To the main rosters, they would now just be the misplaced boys. Uh, <laughs> Oh man, we could do that. We could probably just go for about five years about that. Bianca Belair gets called up, and she just becomes Missy Hair Whips a lot. That's her new name. No, I heard someone say that they would call her the Fresh Princess. Oh yeah, yeah. no, I'm still. I'm st- my favorite was still somebody who was like, so, uh, so the street puppets are now thugs are us. And- <laughs> That's a good one. And I was like, I'm totally down for this as long as their t-shirt has a giraffe on it. A really ghetto giraffe. Yeah. That's all I'm asking. It's one of I'm those the Dylan, things by the way. that we... Oh, yeah. The Dylan oh, experience yeah. is here. It, it's just one of those things that, like, WWE does dumb shit all the time, and it'll get mentioned in, like, one Twitter account and as in passing. There the was whole a, internet. The whole internet collectively was just like... What? That's not their names. They were just on your biggest NXT right before WrestleMania. They they were against the other guys that you have as the tag team on this show. And they were faces. What? They're your tag team champions in NXT. What are you doing? How are you going to explain it to the NXT people that they just changed their everything? Yeah. Or, or, or are they the War Raiders on NXT and the Viking experience on fucking main roster? How's that going to work, asshole? God, I hope somebody actually does get the change their names, change their names chant going. There was a solid five-minute period on the on Twitter where every single tweet was... Viking experience? That was it. I could keep scrolling for hours. It was just every account screaming, Viking experience? Followed shortly by, where the fuck are their belts? Yeah. Uh, Another one I did enjoy was someone who was just like, Eric Rowan. Sorry, we're going to have to drop the Eric from your name. You're now just Rowan. Row gets called up. You're not Row anymore. You're Eric. (sighs) Oh. Or is he Ivar? Warbeard Hansen. Okay, now you're just Hansen. That sounds too much like that band in the 90s. You're Igar now. No, it's Ivar, because if you take the I and the V and put it close enough and then add a backslash, it looks like war. And that's the only reason I could think for them coming up with the name Ivar for him. I hate this. You know, now that you mention it, that sounds just dumb enough for the WWE to do it. Yeah. So, uh, as Dylan stated before we started recording, this was this was a rough, a very rough shakeup. Yep. I'm trying to I'm trying to think of of uh, of who benefited the the least. I feel like in order it was it was EC3. And, well, EC3 and, is benefiting the least of anybody anywhere ever right correct, now. Correct. That's why he's the baseline. Then the Viking experience. Um, then anybody who has to go to a SmackDown from now on because Roman Reigns is there and fuck whoever you like on that show. <laughs> I, I, hold on. 
I'm going to say I enjoy Roman on SmackDown because WWE still treats SmackDown like the B-plus show, even though it's better, which means Roman has a lot less on his plate, which means we can probably go back to fun Roman who wasn't pushed to the fucking moon. And that's all I no, can No, they're for. already, they're, they took, they got rid of fucking Styles. So they're going to be like, well, now Roman is the new face that runs the place. We're going to put him in the main event right away. He's probably going to challenge fucking Kofi next month because there's no heels left on SmackDown. It's Elias, Debry, Rowan, Rusev, The Bar, and Nakamura. That's seven people. Those last four are constantly in tag matches with each other. Swiggity swooty, Roman's going to beat the booty out of Kofi Kingston. Actually, those last four should get together and just form a new League of Nations, just replace <laughs> fucking Del Rio with Nakamura. It could go just as well. <laughs> no, legit, that's what happened tonight, because on SmackDown in the main God event, fucking damn it. It did, it really did. You had all of them except for Sheamus teaming up to take on the only redeeming thing about the last two nights of wrestling, which was Kevin Owens joining the New Day. Fuck yes. me, that had shades of when he was uh, teaming with the Bucks and came out like in Bucks gear. That's what it felt like tonight. That's that's, he, that's fair. Okay, yeah, so he even did do he even did the uh, the Biggie like New Day intro. That was a very good segment. Here's the here's the thing. Um, so I'm all for. Joe going to Raw. That seems really nice. I can maybe I can get Joe versus is versus uh, like McIntyre. Joe versus anybody. Yeah. Uh, Finn came to SmackDown. Good for Finn. Finn do, can no longer have the same the can same we, match against Bobby. Can we talk about that for a second though? Hold on. What the Finns on SmackDown? Um, how Finn got to SmackDown because it started on Monday when what? Finn came out and was like, "Sup, y'all? I'm Finn." And then Andrade. Came over to Raw. El Idolo. Sorry. And it's such a great. Andrade just kind of beats Finn in a match. With help. Fucking Selena. Selena Hurricane Rana'd him into the fucking barricade head first. Guess what? Knocks most people out. Yeah, that's fine. It's just that it knocked him so bad that he went to Tuesday. Ha! Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, unfortunately, now Andrade can't get that SmackDown title, or that Intercontinental title shot, which is kind of funny. Uh, on the bright side, the SmackDown title's back, uh, or the SmackDown title is now the IC title, which I prefer. Yeah, yeah. I just, I, I, I constantly think about, how would you make this better? How would you do this correctly? And it keeps coming back to one boy, and it's Lars fucking Sullivan, who I turned a full 180 because a few months ago i was like he's fine i can't i understand anxiety now i'm firmly in the camp of fuck lars i hate him here's what you should have done oh i mean did the did the racist shit and the white supremacist oh, yeah. shit not I help forgot, or? oh shit i forgot about that oh that too here's Wait, what i thought you that do. was dijakovic no no it was lars oh that's another story he also debuted a white supremacist gimmick no <laughs> He accidentally debuted a white supremacist gimmick. It was supposed to be a foreigner supremacy gimmick, and then everybody was like, you realize you're white as shit and, like, very, very, like, Eastern European, right? And he's like, ooh. But, yeah, going back to Lars, here's what happened tonight. Because last few weeks, he's been coming out against legends. Tonight, he came out and beat up our truth Here's Another how, legend. legend in his own right now. R-Truth is going to the XFL, man. <laughs> here's, But here's how that segment should have ended. Because at one point, Lars turns and looks at Carmella and is like about to stomp up to her and attack her. That's when you should have heard... Braun! Braun comes out, stares face-to-face with Lars. You get two beasts of a man fighting in, like, Lars's first rivalry. That's what should have happened. Instead, he just got picked up R-Truth and threw him around a little bit more. Uh, also, Sanity... Oh, speak, by the way, speaking of who got it the worst, sorry, sorry, sorry. Above the Viking experience, because they're still there. Sanity's dead. Yeah. Completely Sanity dead. died. Uh, worst call-up handling ever because the ascension at least still all have jobs um (laughs) 
So they were my gold standard for worst tag team that had been called up, and by God, Vince McMahon was like, hold my whatever the fuck Vince McMahon drinks to be that crazy, and just kind of like ran with it. And it's been it's been real depressing. Harper's gone now. I guess I guess he can go back to being well. No, he 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 has to get a new name because his his fun fact his wife made him name or part of the reason why his son is named Brody. Is who's his wife's doing so that he couldn't use his indie name anymore? Oh my god! <laughs> Holy shit! Um, now I will say that Harper has only asked for his release. He has not been granted it. Oh, what the fuck are they gonna do? They're gonna pull a they're gonna, they're gonna pull a fucking uh, revival and be like, hey, we can make you the fucking like SmackDown tag team champions. Yeah, yeah. I think that. We'll put you back together with Rowan. You love that, right? <laughs> they're gonna do. Um, they're probably. They might do something. They might be petty as shit and do something like they did with Neville. Well, they did the same thing with uh, Ray Ray a few years back too. I think where they were yep. just and like, we're gonna they're keep probably you gonna end up doing the same thing with with Sasha Sasha because she she ain't coming back. Oh man, Sasha! I ain't feeling. Yeah, I feel so. Uh, I I feel bad. On the bright side, Kyrie and Oscar. So like I don't get the is that the are they the sky empresses now? Yeah, I don't understand it the, because future the future pirates they're the future pirates. <laughs> yeah, get that hashtag trending. It's just a matter of like she had a tag team partner, an established tag team, and they're like just bring her up and put her with the other Asian we've got. It'll be fine. No one'll notice. Yeah, that's that's a very Vince thing. Uh, here's yeah. the thing, because Asuka lost her tag team partner, because Naomi went to Raw. Yeah. And, like, she has nothing to do because she can't challenge for the SmackDown title because rematches aren't a thing anymore. Well, even if her, she could, Charlotte lost and has been banished from television, which, you know, I'm not complaining. But, yeah, no, dude. I like, mean, Charlotte was on TV tonight. I know, but fuck did she do? Yeah. Oh, really. she beat Carmella. Oh, please. <laughs> That's essentially a televised dark match. It, it basically was. Talking about, I, I do want to revisit last week's SmackDown, because we didn't really get into the worst Raw after WrestleMania, and... No, we, we kind of did. I listened to that today. We were just, we, it was kind of that thing where, like, was it bad? It was bad. SmackDown, Smackdown was okay. Yeah. We're just gonna, we're better off not talking about it. So we should talk about the future empresses, or the, or the... No, the future pirates or the sky empresses. You know what? Tweet that out. See, see if we can get a poll going. I want to see what people think about that. I introduced by Paige as well. I thought that was interesting. I guess she's going to manage them. Yeah, not only introduced, she's managing them. She was like, "I'm going to be managing them," and I'm like, "Okay, so it's not the sky pirates because that would be the weirdest combo." No, it is. It is. Oh them, my god, it's the British Empire. <laughs> yeah. So but, here's 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 the thing that I, the only problem I have with that is that um, unlike Oscar, Kyrie speaks English pretty fucking well. Yeah. So uh, this is very racist. Also, I believe that um, Oscar has accomplished more women's champions. Or like, yeah, Oscar like has won more women's championships than Paige because Paige was a Divas champ. So technically. That's like being. That's like coming up and being like, no, no, no. I'm gonna be Bill Gates' CEO. Yeah. Yep. But um, coming back, going back to last week's SmackDown because this is the most buck wild thing I've ever. The bit weirdest audible I've ever heard called was how Drew McIntyre just fucking left his match. <laughs> Because they were like, oh, he just lost to Roman. We can't have him lose twice. We got to keep him strong. Oh, okay, that makes sense. What should we have him do? Like, get injured? No, we don't have time for that. Have him just leave. What? Yeah, yeah, we're at commercial. Have him just leave and walk to the back. Okay, cool. Should we address it on air? No. It's decisions like this that, like, have one of your lead writers just say, fuck it. Oh, you're talking about good old RD, who we lost? Mm-hmm. And which makes me so fucking happy, because if anything will ever get me interested in Chikara again, it's the return of Archibald Peck. God, he was my favorite. And then he had to go write terrible stuff for WWE. Uh, speaking of WWE, 
Uh, is he we a writer? We were talking. We we were already talking about WWE. It's not like we left that topic. No, I said writers. WWE oh, okay. writers. Is Pat McAfee a writer or is he not? Because that's my favorite story to come out of WrestleMania weekend. Is what happened with Pat McAfee. I know who the fuck Pat McAfee is. And I know so Pat McAfee's kind of just a dude bro they hired to, like, yep. I, I think he's the host of the, like, watch-along pay-per-view things and stuff like that. And he's apparently known for wearing jorts, I guess, or, like, cut-off khakis and stuff like that. So when Wait, they how went- do you cut off, ka- uh, cut off khakis? So you can't just wear khaki shorts. No, no, he he trims off the base of him. Uh, Yeah, at WrestleMania, the one note he got was, you're not allowed to wear the jorts. You cannot wear jorts. So Pat McAfee, my favorite human being on the planet, wore a pair of cut-off tuxedo pants. Yep. Which then led to Michael Cole fucking tearing him a new asshole in front of everybody screaming at him and calling him unprofessional and McAfee almost left until someone took it to Vince and apparently they just lied to Vince and said this is cool and Vince went okay let him do it on air that's not what I heard I heard that like nobody had to convince Vince he's just like yeah I get it no 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 what it I believe what it was was they brought it to him and were like Nelly did it, or some celebrity wore cut-off tuxedo pants, and Vince legit responds with, Oh, I know, I'm hip, I understand. Which is essentially Vince being like, I didn't know this, but I'm far too uh, egotistical to admit that I didn't know about this. So yeah, let him do it. The number of people coming out saying that Michael Cole yelled at me is, like, really fucking, like, like surprising number over the last couple of weeks. It's like one a week now. Yep. Yeah. He seems to be very, very high-strung, doesn't he? Well, you would be, too, if Vince McMahon yelled in your ear every week. Yeah. Yeah, and you gotta I- take the yelling out on someone else. And if you were basically the new, had to be the new J.R., when you're not the new JR. Yeah. No one's the new JR. The JR signed The Rock. Like, there's nothing you can do at that point. Yeah, exactly. So, who all has resigned, like, from the writing teams over the last few days? Um, Artie Evans did. Who was the other one? Because someone left when Artie Road Dog left. Road Dog, that's who I was thinking of. Oh, did he actually leave? I thought he just got moved to a new position. No, I think he straight up left, because him and RD were close, I guess, and so he got very mad when they got R. But he's still on Twitter defending WWE to a T, because that's what Road Dog's best at. Yep, I will say that Road Dog also like cited one of the reasons that, that he left is saying that something along the lines of, I, we would spend all of this time in the writing room crafting this story only to have it torn up like a few hours before the show started. And that can only take you so far. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, I understand that. Um, He was one of the few people on Twitter violently trying to get people on board with the Viking experience, him and Mick Foley. And uh, Mick Mick was basically like, yeah, it's a dumb name, but a lot of names were dumb when it started out. So just wait, and it'll be fine in a few. And I'm like, but they had a perfectly good name, Mick. They did have a better name, Mick. Yeah, it was War Machine. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We just didn't want to have to pay Marvel. So we went with War Raiders, which, like, only worked because of the way it was announced, which was War, like, 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 Hanson and Roe, the War Raiders. Now it's Ivar and Eric, the Viking experience. I know I prefer Ron. I prefer Ron Funches' tweet, tweet, which was "Viking experience sounds like a search you do on Pornhub when you don't want to cross a line into the stuff that you're really ashamed of." <laughs> and I'm funny. That, I thought that was the name of the uh, ride in Epcot that's now the Frozen ride. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oddly enough, those two used to work there. There was legitimately, like, I think it's in New York, like, an exhibit called The Viking Experience. and then, did, did it involve a bunch of shirtless men? And, well, they woke up, they, they tweeted, we woke up today with five billion Twitter notifications. WWE, could you possibly inform us when you're about to change a tag team name? And Roe responded just being like, 
Yeah, we actually really enjoy this exhibit, so thank you so much for all of your <laughs> continued support. <laughs> <laughs> of course he did. Raymond Rowe is actually a, a, a pretty... War Machine in general is just a, a pretty swell group of guys. Like, that's, yeah, yeah. like it's pretty universal. So um, I'm glad they're not doing too bad. So I... I really don't know where where we go from here because like okay the shakeup's over like now we're gonna move into actual storylines and contenders and like shit and don't get me wrong the fact that uh, hold on one second uh, sorry I had to yawn because because uh, the shakeup was so boring uh, the fact that we can get Styles versus uh, Rollins at SummerSlam very enticing very I'm 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 here for it the fact that I can get uh, KO versus Finn Balor at some yeah. point in the next few months. Very good. However, that's two matches, and that's all you gave me. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, I just... Uh, guys, is this what happens when we get what we want? It just confuses WWE to a point where they're like, all right, the fans have gotten everything they could possibly ask for. Becky is cha- is the champ champ. Kofi has got the title. Rollins has got the title. We've fulfilled all their dreams. Fuck, what do we do now? Yeah, so, you know, I'm you half know. expecting that if he wasn't the mayor of Knox fucking County, that Kofi would be in a Kane storyline right now. Yeah. So, so... So you, you ever you ever watch Full Metal Alchemist? <laughs> yeah, that shit about equivalent exchange. This is the cost. Yeah. Uh, we have to. <laughs> this is this is the cost of WrestleMania. Uh, Did we lose Biggie's body? Is that what happened to him? Uh, for the moment, Biggie's gonna come back in a fucking mecha suit. <laughs> This is a suit of armor. Honestly, honestly, tweet that at tweet that at fucking uh, fucking Xavier Woods because he might do that for SummerSlam. You never know, crazy bastard. <laughs> yeah, no, damn. We're yeah. just gonna have to deal with somebody on wrote a Reddit thing where they were like, some like like I, I'm struggling so hard to find a reason to watch WWE. Someone someone like help me, and they were like, don't. And I was like, ah, oh, touche. Yeah. Counterpoint. Fair point. Fair point all around. I watch, I, even the reason why I wanted to watch Raw this week went away because I wanted further adventures of Buzzard Puppet. And after, like, segment one, they decided to get rid of Buzzard Puppet and replace it with creepy Helena Bonham Carter Puppet, which is nowhere near as good. I'm sorry, how dare you talk about Jigsaw's wife that way? I mean, that still does track, because Jigsaw is basically puppet Tim Burton. So, you know, it's fine. It all works. Yep. And speaking of working, you know what I'm working for? The weekend? I'm working for a perfect... I'm working for the JWF Wiki, to be perfect. But also, I'm working for all of our lovely patrons at patreon.com slash load of BS. That's where you can support the Fight Boys. You can support the entire BS network, and you get perks. You can get shouted out on the show of your choice every single week, like that fucker Gazi. You get access to our Discord, where you can help us make decisions about the show. And, of course, in addition to all that, you get access to our exclusive show, You Paid For This, where me and Blake Tanner watch terrible movies, commentate over them, where it's a guided meditation through garbage, and actually, for April, you get a little extra bonus thrown in there, because we're going to be joined by the Dylan, because we're going to be watching Ready to Fucking Rumble, which I didn't expect to find on YouTube, (laughs) free of ads, but I did. Oh, walk with the Dylan. Alright, boys, it's now time. To dive into everyone's favorite segment of the... Well, I guess it just started last week. Yeah, it did start last week. Oh, what about the cereal bear? Oh, oh yeah, fucking buy sugar oats or fucking whatever. Go suck suck sugar bear's furry furry genitalia. (laughs) Suck that sugar bear. It's time for Tongo. Guys, is it weird? I woke up this morning and I did miss Dustwatch. And I'm like, I guess we can tweet Tomatonga. It's fine. Hey, at Tomatonga and not Chuck Taylor. No, uh, we said we'd end it. No, no, no. We didn't say that. We said we would end that. We didn't say that we wouldn't still insult Chuck Taylor. That's no, true. No, no. We said we'd end it. We didn't say we'd stop tagging Chuck in the tweets. 
There we go. So you're going to say, in a few years, we're just going to be tagging 50 different wrestlers every week? Yeah, uh, yeah. we're just going to tag 50 different wrestlers, and the, and the last one's going to be like, sup? Uh, hey, at Tomatonga and not sexy Chucky e. T. Uh, hope you're having fun beating the shit out of Yano Toru for, for the next couple of nights during the New Japan tour. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Be sure to steal. Be be sure to steal his curry. Oh my god! Out of Yoro Tanu. I'm trying to see if he's on Twitter. He is. I don't know what the fuck it's under, but he's there. I've seen his fucking tweets whenever he's because he's got a he's got a new one of his uh, fucking like all chaos videos. Uh, Wait, Rapungi I think 3- I've got a, I think I've got a better one. Hey, Tomatonga and not sexy Chucky e. T. Looking for. Pro res- a pro wrestling coverage better than what culture? <laughs> there you go. Check out the Fight Boys. Please follow us. <laughs> better uh, than what culture? What culture has its own Game of Thrones Twitter account? Jesus Christ. Yeah, they're fucking... I don't, who gives a shit? But yeah, no. Um, yeah, so Rapunky 3 k dress up as, uh, as Geisha in a new fucking... Yeah, like Yano Toru, all chaos, fucking, we're gonna be weird videos. Yeah, that sounds right. That tracks. <laughs> it um, does. By, so, the way, by the way, yo, so surprisingly beautiful man. Yeah, right? Uh, hashtag Tonga Joe's got the goatee. He doesn't really work for him, but you know, whatever, man. Yeah. Strong features. So, I just... I wanted to take a visit in the past this week for our second segment where we can kind of just lay back and enjoy the show. And I, given how garbage WWE is, it's causing me to take a look back in history at times where I thought, I need an alternative to this Dookie show. And that's how I discovered indie wrestling. So I was just curious how you boys got into the wacky world of independent professional wrestling. Um, I will tell you, Scotty, but... First, I want to say that I just have video games to do that, though. Hey, oh, well, you know, you Joker just re- is releasing tomorrow for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Main character for Persona 5. I'm gonna be all in on that. This is how bad wrestling was this week. Okay. But, like, oh. this is still a wrestling podcast. Yeah, you Joker just, wrestles sometimes, kind of. Why have you been hijacking the show for the past, like, three weeks? <laughs> hey, Dylan, indie wrestling, what's up? What's up with you in New Japan? Tell me about it. Well, it's it's Super Smash Brothers, so it's kind of like wrestling. Shut up, Blake. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... Back in, like, 2013, yeah, back in 2013, Reddit randomly, like, hey, fucking this day in history or something, uh, put up the pipe bomb. There was a link oh, yeah, to yeah. it. Because I had been out of wrestling for, like, seven years at that point, or, like, like five or six years at that point. And, like, so CM, I will also CM Punk got me back into, into wrestling. Because I was, like, cool, I'd, like, rabbit hole back in, caught up on all the time when I was gone, whatever. Uh, but then through that, the Young Bucks, uh, represent, got me into independent wrestling. I have no idea how I stumbled across their spot monkey bullshit. Probably also through Squared Circle, where somebody was like, look at this shit. And I was like, that's really cool, YouTube. And then it was this weird, it was this weird thing where, like, the Young Bucks got me to, like, New Japan. Um, and then saw New Japan, New Japan got me to Bullet Club. And this was right around... By the time I got to the New Japan, that was right around the time that AJ showed up and had won the title. And I was like, AJ, the guy from fucking TNA? What the fuck is he doing in Japan? And then the G1 happened, and I watched bits of that. And it was like this weird, this weird thing where, like, anywhere the Young Bucks went, I checked out that company. That's how I found ROH, how I found PWG, how I found Kevin Steen, uh, and, like, all this thing. So I, like, I, I thank the Young Bucks for, uh, for really, for doing that because... Anytime they would put something out, especially like what I consider their like emergence period, I was just like, "Oh, that's so awesome!" Like, what is this? Wherever the fuck they are, tiny indie promotion, and whenever things were going on, and from there, like it just kind of spread. I was like, "Oh, well, let me let me look up this thing or that thing," or that's how I found Chuck Taylor. That's how I found everybody that I now like support on on the indies and who I'm excited about. Now I like now my entire Twitter feed is just comedians and pro wrestling, and um, yeah. 
it's it's a pretty good life, and I I I, I owe that to the Bucks. See, with me, it's ironic you bring up the pipe bomb because that was the thing that got me into indie shit as well. Because with me, it was when because I was a huge punk mark. I've always been a huge punk mark. Um, so much so that I subscribed to like Because Science on YouTube because they're doing a Mortal Kombat series that Punk was going to be in. Fun fact, he was in it for five seconds doing the worst uppercut I've ever seen in history, and then they took him out of the episode. But uh, he was like, hey, Cole Cabana, how you doing? So I decided from there, okay, let me look up Colt, because Punk's cool with Colt, so I'll look up Colt. Then I saw him, uh, and I could... Times. And I could never get into him with Colt. Or, like, I could never get into Colt a lot. Like, I liked Art of Wrestling and shit like that. But with me, it was watching his match against fucking Chuck Taylor at PWG and me going, oh, this is fucking amazing. And for the, probably the first year I was into indie wrestling, I only watched, like, comedy shit. That's why I was a huge Chikara fan in the beginning, because I was like, oh, all their shit's, like, goofy and fun. And then one day, I just discovered the Young Bucks, and I went, oh, this could just be, like, good. Just some good-ass spot monkey bullshit. Like, um, in PWG, the spot from the... I think it's from Tremendous 2, and it's the triple threat tag match between Future Shock, the Young Bucks, and the Super Smash Bros, where they push over the ladder, and Nick just bounces off the ladder onto the ropes, and then fucking moonsaults into a crowd of people, and I went, oh, this is all amazing, good. Yeah, yeah, the front flip one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fucking love that spot where they have the shitty ladder where it's just like, did did Excalibur buy this? <laughs> yeah, that that's that kind of match. See, it was from my spots. By the way, yeah. by the way, Super Smash Smash Brothers. If you if on the on being the elite, if you like like freeze frame it, they're the tag team at the end of that episode. That's on Nick's phone. So good for them. They finally will get their visa issues taken care of by Tony Khan. Yeah. Uh, now if they could only now if they could only somehow help fucking Mike Bailey get back in the US, everything would be good. Oh, is Speedball not allowed in the US? No, dude, he got he got tagged for visa issues. They banned him for like five years. That's shit, why you haven't I seen him. I didn't know about that. Holy shit. Yeah, he can't come to the US. That's why he wasn't at Mania Weekend whenever there was the DDT show. Uh oh, he, that's right. That he's huge in Japan, huge in the UK, like doing shows all the time, doing shows in Canada. Just can't come back to the US, which is a shame because he and Veda Scott are like dating. Yeah. See, with me, uh, I actually I follow Uno on Facebook. Like me and him are Facebook friends. Where fun fact, you're not allowed to have a fake ass name like Player Uno. So his name is Paul Runo. <laughs> Bless him. And at one point, somebody was talking shit about them not being allowed into the U.S. because of the visa shit. And he's just like, no, we just haven't found a company willing to pay for our visa. And we're not going to deal with that on our own. So apparently now the Bucks are going to do it right. Yeah. There you you go. Fun fact. Both members of Super Smash Brothers blind as fuck. What? What? (laughs) Like they can't see anything. Like they have glasses, but it's high prescription. And, uh, they can't see anything. Apparently during one match, uh, fucking, uh, Grayson, Grayson tra- was about to do a, it was a PWG, he was about to do a Tope Suicida, and he almost went to the crowd instead of hitting the actual wrestler he was supposed to hit, but then he just bounced off and was like, oh, right, it was this way. And- Jesus. So, Blake, what was your, in- I-, I feel like I was part of your introduction into indie wrestling. I'm not sure, though. Uh, pretty much. I'd known a little bit about indie wrestling, because the way that I got into wrestling was, when I was, like, five years old, I had vague memories of staying up and watching, like, Attitude Era WWF shit. Yeah. Um, which is basically only characterized by my mom loving The Rock and me, like, being scared of The Undertaker. <laughs> And after that, I'd completely forgotten about wrestling until my friend, um, not Scotty, interestingly enough, um, I feel like I was the annoying friend. I was just the one who was like, fuck yeah, wrestling! Blake, I'm going to WrestleMania this year! And you're like, fuck off, yeah, sure, whatever, I don't care. Scotty, Scotty, was, still are. Yeah, okay. (laughs) 
Ouch. Okay, so anyway, he got us to watch uh, WrestleMania 30. And uh, that was the first time I got to watch any uh, wrestling-related shit. Got into it, loved it, probably told this story before. And from that, um, I think that's when, um, since Scotty and I were hanging out, we got into, like, just a lot of your old tape collection, a bunch of your old DVDs. I remember we watched a lot of great PWG matches, um, some old, some classic Ring of Honor shit, especially the, um, El Generico Kevin Steen feuds. Like, I remember those very vividly. Um, he fuck, got, I remember. He got pile drive, drivered onto a ladder. <laughs> yes, he did. Uh, we even watched fucking $5 wrestling shit, like everything around there. The wrestling road diaries, I remember those. I fucking love those. And, there was the one day where we did just watch the entire Sex Ferguson, like, Colt Cabana <laughs> interview. I forgot about that! No, 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 it wasn't Colt, it was, um, shit, it was Cliff Compton. Cliff Compton, that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, Wake Up, It's Time to Die with, uh, with Sex Ferguson. I've wanted to watch that so for so long. No, it was, um, Wrestling Road Diaries that Cabana did, but Compton was on that, too. He was on the second one, because the first one was him... Fucking Daniel Bryan and Kikotaro, which is the weirdest trio of people of all time. And then the second one was him, uh, Luke. With, oh, yeah, the one with uh, Grado. Yeah, yeah. Grado. Oh, that was the, the most recent one. The third one was Grado, and who the fuck was the third guy? I can't remember. Kikotaro. Was it? Yeah, it was fucking Colt. Yeah, because they did comedy. Re- they did one on, on comedy wrestling. Oh, okay. Who am I? The first one was Daniel Bryan and all that. The second one was was Harper, uh, Supercliff Compton, and and him. And And no, no. Second one was Gallows. It wasn't Harper. No, no. Sorry, getting them confused. They'll be wrestling each other soon. Yeah, yeah, exactly. In AEW. (laughs) Oh, elite. Oh, oh, elite. But yeah, going back to uh, fucking Steen and Generico, that genuinely their first fight without honor may genuinely be my favorite match of all time because the storytelling is just so well done in it and like it has run-ins but run-ins that make sense with how well they crafted it over an entire year of like wrestling and then the ending where steen is genuinely afraid and pulls out generico's mask holds it out to him and he just looks at it and goes no fuck you and then bashes his skull in with a chair it it's probably one of my favorite storytelling matches of all time yeah when people are disappointed with Ring of Honor today, it's because they remember that shit. Yeah. And, like, how good it used to be, and it could be, with the people they have. It's so... That's not to say that current fucking, uh, current current fucking Sami Zayn isn't just... Fantastic. Just, just, just fucking rocking it. Like, I have no words for that whole segment. That whole segment Monday... Just the greatest thing. Hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna take it up a notch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't want to cast any dispersions because the shakeup was pretty shitty. Sami Zayn was probably my favorite part of the whole week. Oh yeah, easily and last week because apparently the promo yep. he cut last week he wrote himself and he got the idea from it for from R. D. Evans who before he left was like, hey, here's a good idea for a character, <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, that's good. But yeah, it's weird. The quality of ROH versus how big it's gotten is almost an exact inverse relationship. Because I remember seeing some amazing matches at just, like, a shitty high school gym where AJ Styles came out two days before going to the Royal Rumble and all of this amazing shit happening. And then... Now that it's grown to where, oh, we're, like, in a legit stadium, or we're in Madison Square Garden, and, oh, no, ROH is the worst part of the show. I feel like they're in panic mode, because once the elite left, they were like, we have nothing. We have we have the kingdom. That's it. Yep. And that's the thing. Like, I think they realize, like, you didn't realize how much the elite was holding them together until they were gone. Yeah. And, I mean, it's like... Yeah, if those guys, and, and it makes so much more sense to me now, it's like, yeah, if those guys did want to go start their own company, they totally could, because they did. Yeah, they ran ROH, essentially. What's y'all's opinion on Jay Lethal? Because 
He's he's doing the best he can in yeah. a bad situation. Like he is I feel like I'm trying to think of he's the DDP of ROH. Like how DDP was in WCW during the dying days and you're like that's the guy. That's that he's goddamn it he's giving it his all. Yeah. Uh, but fuck if they're like he just doesn't have enough like like raw star power. Interestingly enough, I've only just been trying to keep up with it as much as possible. It's a lot easier since they started streaming. But Impact has turned around so much to the point that like I enjoy it. Yeah, it's because they 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 changed everything. Exactly. And now ROH is starting to get that like extremely overbooked like bloated bullshit. Yeah, they're, they're late they're late ECW at this point. Yeah, exactly, which is what like late ru- or like what TNA turned into halfway through. Yeah. yeah. So, it's funny to see how the script has been flipped. Yeah, well, I mean, it's like the I sent you an article earlier today that I'm fairly sure was written by Dylan that was just like they fucking dropped the ball at Supercard so hard, and their one point was like I went with someone who is strictly a WWE fan, which means they were strictly a fan of like sports entertainment. They left saying I need to check out New Japan, and they didn't say shit about ROH, who is trying to be that WWE are you sports entertained company, but that's not what ROH is about. That's that's not what it's ever been about. Yep. It's also a big warning that I hope that, like, all elite wrestling will take because I see them trying to, like, dance with this devil, which is the idea of even thinking about you competing with WWE because that just doesn't work. Yeah. Like, s- coming in with the narrative that you are going to take on the literal big dog. The big dog. By the, the big way, dog. By the way, I, I I've realized how much like like meme culture has gotten to me, and the fact that anytime I see Roman Reigns do a move now in my head, I'm just like, oh, I hit him with the big dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and another the big dog. Like that's it. That's every. And then a spear. The spear is still a spear out of respect for Goldberg. But yeah, I, I don't know. I I feel like. The moment I knew AEW was going to be a decent competitor was the moment I think we talked about on the show where someone asked Cody like, "Hey, are you guys going to be when are you guys going to be doing your show in Tampa next year? What's it going to be like?" And Cody just said, "No, that's their weekend, that's not ours." Which means we're not competing with them. We're going to do our own show. We're going to provide an alternative, and if it ends up kicking their ass, that's I mean, cool. Good work. I would love if All Elite, like, did their big show around the same time that they did, like, All In. I think that's what they're going to plan. Yeah, because that would also bring, like, the story that they told where, um, I think it was on Jericho's podcast, where they brought up, Vince was like, I would wish they'd contact me. Can't run a show in September. (laughs) Yeah. It's the worst. Can't can't do it. And they were like, we sold out a 10,000-seat arena in like five days worth of shit, bro. We yeah. sold out hotel rooms. We got partnerships. We're, here comes the money. Money talk. We here got Cracker Barrel, bitch. We have, we're, fi- we're spending Cracker Barrel money right now. <laughs> Who do you have, Rocket League? Yeah. Get that pussy shit out of here. <laughs> that one show, which could have like started... Maybe another indie fed. Maybe something like along the lines of a good something that you could see getting to ROH levels pretty soon. But no, the fact that it was so successful catapulted them to big, big money. Oh, yeah. they, they got they got Ted Turner money back in them right now. I hope I hope Tony Khan called up Vince McMahon man like like uh, like Ted Turner. Hey uh, hey hey Vince, I'm in the wrestling game now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, before we end this segment, I would like, speaking of sponsors, uh, this shitty SmackDown we had tonight was entirely Dylan's fault because it was sponsored by Universal Orlando Resorts. So I like to think Dylan booked tonight's show. Dylan, what do you have to say for yourself? Come check out uh, Halloween Horror Nights. They're bringing back Stranger Things. <laughs> Hagrid's Motorbike Adventure coming soon. Brought to you by Vince McMahon. Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Vince Vince McMahon's House of House of Oily Dude sounds like an old school old, oh, yeah. old school HHN house. It's just 
the only person that works the spook house is Bray Wyatt with a bunch of puppets. Yeah. <laughs> he's making but- those noises and shit. By the way, I can't wait until he comes back and he's wearing like the the dress like he was during the Finn Balor like rivalry. Thought oh, that's gonna be great. Mm-hmm. But you I'm know what baby would be daddy now. the Pumpkin King? Yeah, can't wait for that. But you know what I can't wait for the the, the delicious sugary taste of Golden Crisp. That that and for my new merch for merch dot a load of pure BS to get in. We got merch for all the BS network programs from a load of BS opposite attractions, and then of course Fight Boys, where I'm now proud to announce. That after weeks of teasing it, we've got Fight Boys posters. We've got a really dope one that was inspired by Akira that I like a lot. We've got uh, one that's just Tibbs' face real big, and you can put that on your wall. There's a Momoa Curry poster, and there's posters for all the other shows as well. On merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Don't be lying to me, boy. I'm here. I don't see no Tibbs face. Where is it? Go go to the JWF section. Fight Boys Fight Boys is broken up into Fight Boys and JWF. Oh. Uh, Jesus. <laughs> but you know what, guys? Speaking of the JWF, I think we need to we need to skedaddle on out of here because it's time to go over to JWF Monday Night War oh. right now. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to JWF Monday Night War. I'm your host, Silver Spoon, joined by a man who doesn't need a week because he's shaking things up every single day of the year. It's Captain Tibbs. Always glad to be here in front of the JWF universe. I thought we, told, we talked about not talking about the shaking thing. That's, that's uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Tibbs, but you know something, Tibbs? Wrestlepalooza is what really shook up the JWF universe because we had some amazing things happen. We, of course, got to see the JWF World Heavyweight Championship won in what was an absolutely amazing last man standing match as Momoa Curry defeated Brunch Boy Baron Corbin. But, of course, after that match, Brunch Boy left. Brunch Boy has quit the company, Tibbs. Well, Phil, you know what they say. Sometimes it's Nice to have one less paycheck. That's right. But in addition to, we see one door closed, but another door opened as the Hammer Man, a a man who fought with his family for months leading up to Wrestlepalooza, came out on the other side, number one contender. And Tibbs, I know you're a fan of the Hammer Man, but what do you think his chances are when he steps in the ring with Momoa Curry? Now, Sills, I of course, as you know me to be, I'm going to have to try to be impartial on this. And uh, it's very hard to be impartial because uh, Momoa Curry, I fought with him. We bled in the same ring together. He's one of the toughest sons of bitches I think this business has ever seen. But uh, the Hammer Man, pretty great, huh? Uh, uh, Alright. I love that Hammer Man, Sills. I think, I think that Hammer Man's pretty great. I forgot about anything that happened with him in the last few months. It's almost like he just reappeared out of nowhere, Sills. I love that hammer, man. That scamp. Well, Tibbs, we have sent our JWF World Heavyweight Champion down to the ring right now. Let's hear what he's got to say about the Hammer Man, of course, what he's got to say about Brunch Boy Baron Corbin, and more importantly, what he's got to say about Cash in the Bag coming soon. Ladies and gentlemen... We are gathered here today to lament the loss of one of the greatest in-ring performers of our era, Brunch Boy Baron Corbin. He's taken from us too soon. He was taken from us at such a young age. He was taken from us when he realized his mouth was writing checks that his ass couldn't cash taken from us when he realized that he made a big mistake stepping up against the god of the sea god of law and the new jwf world heavyweight champion momoa curry so brunch boy please i hope you enjoy this little retirement of yours and I, for one, speak for the entire JWF universe when we say 
Na 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 Hey 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 Goodbye But listen, you see, Brunch Boy Baron, he's now firmly in the rear view of Momoa Curry, and what's been placed in front of me now is, well, is a hammer man. Someone who's been having a bit of an identity crisis, hasn't he? I mean, is he Travis Clouds? Is he the hammer man? Why does he need a mask? We know what he looks like without it. But, you know, none of this... None of this matters to me, because as far as I'm concerned, he's not Travis Clouds. He's not the Hammerman. He's a joke. Just another victim for Momoa Curry to claim in my JWF title reign, because, well, it has to be someone, I guess, so... You know, you know something, Hammerman, if you'd like, just come down here, let me get the match over with, and then I can go on to... Oh, oh my God, Tibbs! The Hammerman! The Hammerman coming from out of nowhere, assaulting the JWF champion from behind, beating the hell out of him, laying in those vicious shots. Tibbs, this is a side of the Hammerman we've never seen before. That's what a hammer strike looks like from the back of the head, you dirty son of a bitch! Get him, Hammerman! Get him! Play the Hammerman! That's right. Hammerman doesn't seem happy about being called a joke. I I think he expected a little bit more respect from the JWF champion. Momoa scrambling to get out of the ring. But wait a minute. Hammerman picking him up on his shoulders. Tibbs. Tibbs, is he setting up for it? Is he setting up for the burning hammer? Burn that boy. That's right. But wait a minute. Momoa quickly slipping out of the background and up. Huge Momoan punch, sending the Hammerman down to the mat, rolling out of the ring. Tibbs, I don't think we're getting that match tonight. I I think Hammerman just wanted to give Momoa a taste of what he was about. And I think Momoa is surprised at this, at this violent assault at the hands of the Hammerman. Tibbs, I think that Momoa Curry just learned a valuable lesson. That is, you never, never underestimate a man who's a hammer. That's right, Tibbs, but of course Momoa still fought back. He still gave that big Momoan punch, and I think both of these men know better than to underestimate their opponent heading into cash in the bag. But of course, let's go back to Wrestlepalooza before we go ahead, and let's talk about a match that we never thought we'd see. A match where the Dillon took on the Kentucky gentleman Chuck Taylor, and of course Dillon emerged victorious. But his celebration was quickly cut short as Mojo Gruff, the JWF Captain's Champion, came from out of nowhere, assaulting the Lord of Dick Fu. And Tibbs, it shocked me to see Mojo turn like this. I could not believe it. The the soft-spoken, but wise man that I'd once shared a ring with just a few months ago turning into this. That's right, Tibbs, and and everyone's been wondering why. Why did Mojo do this? Why did he come out against the Dillon? Well, earlier today, Mojo sat down, and I think he gave us a reason. Dear, dear Dillon, are you honestly so shocked that I did what I did to you at Wrestlepalooza? Don't you understand, dear boy, that it always was you. It always had to be you. Because you are the only man in the JWF that possesses the darkness that I need. The darkness to set forth events that, well, to be honest, neither you or I are intelligent enough to possess. Dylan, you are the key to bringing forth the destruction and chaos that the JWF deserves. Your darkness will be the catalyst to a cataclysmic chain of events that ends with the JWF in ashes. And that's what you've always wanted, isn't it, Dylan? To burn this company to the ground? To destroy it? Well, I'm giving you that opportunity now. To help 
raise the darkness, desecrate, and destroy the entire landscape of the JWF until it is a flat plain. A flat plain that you and I can rebuild together, Dylan. He speaks to me, and he tells me that this must be done. He tells me that the only way forward is through destruction. And he tells me that it begins and ends with you. Well, Tibbs, I don't think I understand what in the world Mojo Mojo's talking about here. He keeps talking about this, this he. Who do you think he's talking about? All will be revealed, Sills. When he's coming... Ah, damn it, he did it again. Damn it, Mojo Cruff, you're getting me all hypnotized. That's right, Tibbs. I mean, something dark seems to be on the horizon, and the Dylan, the Dylan is apparently the catalyst. That assault that Mojo Gruff laid on the Dylan at Wrestlepalooza was just the beginning. Who knows what's coming next? I have a very dark, deep, foreboding feeling in the pit of my stomach, Sills. I don't think we want to be around for when it gets here. That's right, Tibbs. But think, speaking of things that I can't wait to see. I cannot wait to see Cash in the Bag, the pay-per-view, happening soon. Which, of course, is main-evented by the Cash in the Bag match, which you announced to be all champions. The JWF Tag Team Champions are going to take on the JWF Captain's Champion. That man, Mojo Gruff, they're going to take on JXT Superstars, all in an opportunity to win the Cash in the Bag briefcase, which contains a contract for a JWF Championship shot whenever they want. It's, It's amazing, Tips. I thought it was a great idea myself, Silva. I'm always impressed. That's right. And, of course, at that show, all championships are going to be defended. All championships are going to be on the line. And also, we are going to see the finale of the JWF Tag Team Invitational Tournament, where we're going to have eight tag teams over the next few weeks of JWF Monday Night War face off against one another in an opportunity to become the number one contender at Cash in the Bag. And, Tibbs, I'm excited. Silva. I can't contain my current excitement levels. I'm I'm about to blow. That's right, Tim. So why don't we start off with this, the first match in this great invitational tournament as the Rat Sension, former JWF Tag Team Champions, take on a team of tag team champions in their own right. Guy Fieri, who of course was tag champs with Brunch Boy Baron, and Scott Moore, who was of course once a proud tag team champion, joining together as the Snack Daddies. And Tim, this is going to be one hell of a match. Snack Daddies, I like that name. That's right, now it looks like Guy Fieri and Rat Boy Connor locking up in the middle of the ring trying to vie for position and tense. Let me tell you something, these two have a long and storied history in the ring. They were both finalists in the first ever King of the Steel City Tournament. They had a long rivalry between the Brunch Boys and the Rat Sension. And of course, we all know Guy fighting the Rats after they aligned with Baron Corbin. Meanwhile, it looks like Connor trying for a headlock takedown. But wait a minute! Guy Fieri reversing, picking Connor up on his shoulders. Is he trying for the food fight, Tibbs? Already hit him. That's right. Oh, but wait a minute. Connor managing to flail and tag in his partner, Victor, who hits a huge drop kick on Fieri, sending him across the ring. It looks like Fieri wisely rolling to his corner, tagging in Scott Moore, the big papa himself, ooh, with a huge clothesline to Victor, and another Scott Moore on fire, tossing Victor into the ropes, and a huge scoop slam sends him into the mat, going for a pin, one, Two, ooh, and Victor barely kicking out at two, Tibbs. And Scott Moore looks like he's setting up to finish things off. Already. Ah. That's right, picking him up, trying to go for the big pop of power bomb. But wait a minute, Connor, rap boy Connor, he's distracting Shibata. The referee has his back turned in. Oh, my God. Victor with a low blow on Scott Moore, rolling him up for a pin. One, Oh, and Guy Fieri rushing in at the last minute to break up that pin. I can't believe this, Tibbs. Oh, Guy Fieri had to be quick on his feet for that one. 
That's right. Now Connor getting into the ring as well, attacking Fieri. And now all four of these men assaulting one another. It is chaos in the ring, ladies and gentlemen. Connor, Fieri fighting to the outside. And oh, a huge food fight onto the guardrail by Guy Fieri. Meanwhile in the ring, looks like Victor's setting up for the mousetrap. But wait a minute, Scott Moore, Scott Moore reversing, sending him into the ropes, and there it is! The big Papa power bomb going for the pin! One, two, three! And ladies and gentlemen, with that, looks like the team known as the Snack Daddies are moving forward to the semifinals of our tag team tournament, and you know they gotta be excited about that, Tibbs. I'll tell you, Sills, I am uh, anything not to see the rat cinching on my screen for a few more weeks. That's right, Tibbs, and look at the snack daddy, Scott Moore, Guy Fieri celebrating in the ring. Oh, oh, but wait a minute. There it is, the music of two men who can't be happy to see this. Our JWF Tag Team Champions, the BS, Blake Tanner, and of course, Scotty Moore, the son of that man, Scott Moore, coming out. And after the last few weeks, they certainly don't seem happy about what's going into the ring. Let's have a listen. Okay, so... Correct me if I'm wrong, Blake, but I've been watching the tapes back, and didn't Tibbs say that this entire invitational tournament thing, it was supposed to show off the best of the best in the tag team division, right? I mean, didn't Tibbs say he wanted to prove to the entire world that our tag teams were the greatest of all time? I think he said something like that. It's hard to keep track of what Tibbs is saying half the time anyway, but... When I think about that statement, the best of the best tag teams of all time, there's one little eensy-weensy-tiny difficulty I'm having with the whole tournament we're having. I just think that it's really predictable. See, we were in the first week, and we already know what's going to happen. We already know the end. It's almost as if i got some future vision that Tibbs needs to take count of in making his tournaments in the future because he just obviously doesn't get it. It doesn't matter who wins this tournament because they're going to end up facing us. Which means that all these guys are really working for, yes, even you two in the ring, all you're working for is to get beaten at the hands of the B.S., Okay, yeah, I understand that, but you know what? You're talking about these guys in the ring, and you know what? Just looking at them, all I see are two Marty Janettis. You see, you got Guy Fieri, one half of the Brunch Boys, a tag team that ran roughshod over the division until Guy got left behind by Brunch Boy Baron, who went on to become JWF World Heavyweight Champion, and Guy, you just kind of floundered about until you were found by this man, Scott Moore, someone I know all too well. Dad, it's great to see you, because of course, as we all know, you were one half of Eye to Eye, one of the greatest tag teams in history and wait wait Blake I'm sorry who was the other person on that team I'm trying to remember it was it was a really uh, rough time it for wasn't me, me was, now, was it, it no it wasn't you it wasn't Dylan I know that it wasn't Dylan it wasn't the rat guys oh that's right it was me oh you I was on that team with you dad and I did what I should have done a long time ago I dropped you left you in the dust, won the Regal Rumble, cemented my name as a bona fide Hall of Famer, and kicked your ass six ways to Sunday. You know, you did it before, you'll do it again. I think that's just the way it's gonna go. Yep. Yep. In fact, uh, I know, I know you two guys in the ring now, you got this whole food thing going on because, uh, Guy Fieri, you like to cook. And my dad, you love to eat. He loves to eat. It's true. He loves. He loves. I mean, God loves to eat too. I mean, we can, okay. You snack daddies. I love the name though, snack daddies. It looks like you're gonna be bringing all the all the chips, all the drinks, all the sodas. 
<laughs> I think it's a great name for you, but I was thinking maybe I could give you a better name? A name that really and truly kind of signifies what you mean to the JWF. Like, all your worth to the JWF in just two words, and I'd like to call you The Leftovers. <laughs> the bottom of the barrel, not fit for human consumption, something that even the most hungry street mongrels would turn their nose up at because they don't even want to touch it. You see, when a good tag team breaks up, like you and Scotty Scott, or guy you, brunch boy Baron Corbin, you two are what's left over. You're it. You're the remains. You're nothing. Good luck in the rest of the tournament, snack daddies. Oh my god, Tibbs! From out of nowhere, the BS! Look, they seemed confident, ready to leave, but suddenly coach and friend, the men the BS assaulted at Wrestlepalooza, beating the JWF Tag Team Champions from behind, laying them out on the stage. Blake Tanner crawling, crawling for his belt. Meanwhile, Coach James picking up Scotty, and oh my God, Honey Mustard with a backstabber on Scotty as Coach lays him out with a power bomb. Beautiful double tag team maneuver from these two. And Tibbs, let me tell you something. It looks like coaching friend, they are not done with their quest to claim the JWF Tag Team Championships. I'll tell you that right now. Oh, it looks like uh, coaching friend may have their second chance. That's right, Tibbs. So who knows? Maybe they've got a rematch waiting for him at Cash in the Bag. Who knows what's going to happen next with the Snack Daddies? What happens next with Momoa Curry and the Hammer Man? But in order to find out, you're going to have to tune in next time to JWF Monday Night Wolf. So Blakey T, the Dylan has abandoned us. Uh, he normally does. It's okay. So, wait, what did you learn this week, though? Uh, I learned that I cannot wait for the debut of the newest uh, female superstar, Jigsaw's wife. <laughs> and I learned that at WrestleMania, Mr. Buzzard is going to take <laughs> Jigsaw's wife to the limit. Oh, yeah, Buzzard going crazy. <laughs> Buzzard media running wild, yeah. Uh, so Dylan can be found on Twitter at sexychuckyt. Blake, where can they find you? You can find me at Blake A Tanner on Twitter. You can find me at the Darkroom Vidya on YouTube. And if you can't find me there, find the good video game videos that's on that. Very good. And you can find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo. That's S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. Buy all my books on Amazon, the Quizzle Corp trilogy, BS versus the Gods. They're all available there. So check that out. Check out all the other shows at a load of pure BS.com. And of course, remember to support the show, whether that be by getting a new poster at merch.aloadofpurebs.com, whether that be by donating to our Patreon, or most importantly, just leave us a review on iTunes. It's subscribe to the brand new Fight Boys YouTube channel. We're still getting off the ground. I'm thinking about starting a new show called How to Fix, where basically I take everything that was bad and raw and smack down and explain how I would fix that. So if that's something you'd be interested in, let us know. And as always, you can find us at alotapurebs.com. Step up to the merch table at merch.alotapurebs.com. Find us on Facebook, donate to the Patreon, subscribe on YouTube, and remember to follow us on Twitter at Fight Boys Show Tomatonga, because when you're a fight boy, you're a fight boy for life!